typical murderers. Some plan their crimes meticulously, while others kill on impulse. It's Jason Voorhees. Fred Krueger, mother. Fred Krueger! It's time, Michael. When there is no more room in hell. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. The dead. What's your favorite scary movie? We'll walk the earth. I'm eternal child. I am the eater of No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. They're coming to get you, Barbara. The boogeyman is real. Here's Johnny. The blackest eyes. Every day. The devil's eyes. Don't fall asleep. It's got a death curse. The inadequate club has been called to order, aka Camp Blood Radio. I am your host, with the least, Nathan Barker. And joining me is the Joe Gallo. Hey, motherfuckers. On this fantastic. Friday afternoon, Joseph. It is. It's fucking beautiful, and I'm sweaty as shit. It is. It's summertime. We love summertime here at Camp Crystal Lake. So here we are. Shout out to New England Coffee again, because I drank it, and they're paying me for it. Blueberry Cobbler, that is. Send me some. Come on. You know what? I think I'm going to have them do that. I'm going to have them send the Joe Gallo. I know how you like bags, so I'm going to have them send you a couple bags. Just make sure it's a little bag because I don't want to be upset. Well, they certainly wouldn't send me anything large because that would not be fitting now, would it? No. All right. We've got a few few things on the agenda here. Now that that we've been called to order again, notice this... uh, being a regular thing again, people, all 10 of you. I mean, I like it. I'm one of the 10, though, so. Of course. Yeah. It's Friday. It's fan film Friday. How about that? Because we're going to talk about some more fan film stuff because, well, we know how you all like to to spend your money on Kickstarters and 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 trinkets and novelties and things to support the fan films. But this, ladies and gentlemen, this was not one that was shoved up your asses all over social media. This one kind of, I don't know if I want to say it flew under the radar, but it kind of did. It sort of did, because I didn't hear a whole lot about it, and frankly, I I pretty much forgot about it until just a couple weeks ago when it dropped, or did it come, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember, but anyways. It dropped on uh, Jason's birthday, June 13th. So, so basically a couple weeks ago, I mean, today is what the 24th. So we'll just call it a couple weeks ago. Uh, and what we're talking about is on YouTube for free. And that would be Voorhees, not to be confused with the other Voorhees, even though there's like a whole bunch of them called Voorhees because it is Jason Voorhees. How clever. Anyways, Voorhees night of the beast. And this one, is way different because it's Voorhees Night of the Beast, Jason versus Bigfoot, people. Fucking masterpiece, sir. Oh, what a glorious spectacle that was. But we're gonna get to that in a minute. We've got to talk about some other things as usual. Then we'll get to the we'll get to the five minutes of Friday for 
for the 10 of you out there. I think we're up to 10 now. I got a couple messages this week and um, uh, someone admitted to being listener number 10. I don't, I don't know that I told you that. So I did get a follow-up message from one of the people that was mentioned. Quit interrupting me now. You don't, I don't, I don't know that you have anything that's important is what I'm about to say now. Well, you're, you're, you're talking right now. And I don't know that what you have to say is important as, is what this guy had to say. So you just shut your little, your little mouth, Joseph. I think we're having a connection issue, buddy. You're having a connection issue, buddy. Oh, that's it. I'm calling the police. Get some better internet. So last week I mentioned that we had uh, a nice young gentleman named Cole. I don't know. Boffman, Bauman. I don't know. doesn't really matter what his last name was anyway. But anyways, he, he messaged me again this week and he says, well, he said, listening to my second episode of the podcast, and I just heard you give me a shout out. I appreciate it, man. Even though you rejected my appearance request, I guess the fact that you gave me a shout out confirms for me that y'all ain't that big, though. And then there was, of course, the little laughing emoji things that you probably receive quite often. Oh, yeah. And then he goes on to say, and yes, Kane Hodder is my favorite Jason, but I got love for Richard Brooker and Ted White too, though. Kane just got stuck with some shitty movies, but I would argue his portrayal of Jason part seven is the most badass looking Jason of the series. Anyways, and here we go. Here's the kicker. Consider me loyal listener 10, or maybe it's nine. Sounded like you might've lost one of the loyal nine in the last episode. Continue doing an adequate job on the podcast. Thank you, Mr. Cole, Mr. Coleman. We appreciate you being number nine or 10. I'm not sure which one it is myself because every now and again, someone gets their ass chapped and then uh, they go talk shit and then we lose one. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Speaking, speaking of people talking shit. (laughs) Oh, it's one of our favorite things, isn't it, Joseph? It really is. Yeah. Um. It's kind of funny because the last time I checked, Camp Blood Radio, we do not have those stupid ads that you hear on a lot of other shit that they force you to listen to, the random advertisements. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I fucking do. It's Oh, it's mind-numbing. Yeah. We don't have those. Now, I'm not saying that that's never going to happen, but I've but so far, I've kept that out of here. So I don't want to, I don't, we can't afford to be losing any more listeners or we'll have zero. Right. That's right. So, so with that being said, is there an occasional person that reach, reaches out and wants to do some cross promotion or something to that effect, or maybe new England coffee wants wants to pay me to drink their coffee. I mean, Hey, we get that every now and again, but with that in mind, you don't hear us doing a whole lot of advertisement. Otherwise, do we give shout outs? Yes. Do we talk about things? Yes. Do we give some some plugs? Now, I'm not ty- I'm not talking about the type of plugs that you like to use in your personal time, Joe Gallo. I'm not talking about those. No, thanks. I got excited. Fuck. Not not that. Just other types of plugs. That's different because that's that's by choice, right? It's not. Hey, we're going to give you X amount of doll hairs for 
the mentions. No, it's because that's what we want to do. That's what we feel like doing, or that's where the conversation headed. So with that being said, we pretty much say what we want, right? We really, we really, really do. So if that means we want to talk about wieners, if we want to talk about coffee, or we want to talk about the fucking Blairstown Museum, or anyone else, or anything else for that matter, whose fucking prerogative is that? Ours. And if you don't like it? Well, I guess keep listening because you're going to. Because you're going to anyway. So the last time I checked, when there was something that I didn't like, I, I didn't pay any attention to it, or I didn't listen to it, or I ignored it. But not everybody in the internet world operates under that policy. So... For those of you that have a problem with what we say or we have or you have some sort of issue with shout outs, plugs, et cetera, et cetera, 365, et cetera, anything and everything in between, you can forward that to the Camp Blood Radio complaint department. And you know how you can do that, Joseph? How's that? You can write it down on a piece of paper. Then you can fold it up real nicely and shove it up your ass. What a surprise. That's what you can do with your complaints. Or you can reach out to my secretary, Joe Gallo, like some of you little fucking idiots out in internet land do, and you can talk shit to him. And then he'll tell me, and then I'll laugh at you otherwise, because that's what you are is a fucking bunch of clowns, some of you without mentioning specific names, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there in the world of the internet now, especially grown men who might be in their 40s. We wouldn't want to do that, would we? Please don't fucking message me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. But like I said, if you have a complaint, feel free to go ahead and write that complaint down. Then fold it up real nicely, and you can shove it up your ass or you can shove it up Joe Gallo's ass. Your choice. Uh, to to be fair, Nathan, uh, we fucking love hate mail. We do. We do. I, I, I love it. I love it. It is one of my favorite things. I will say that. But I just think it's funny that there's people that want to flap their fucking dick suckers about things that we talk about. And guess what? No one's forcing anyone to listen. Last time I checked, we're not driving around with AR-15s, pointing them at people and forcing them to click play, are we? I fucking hope not. I, I fucking hope we're not. We don't force people to, to listen. We don't force people to participate on social media. We don't. That, that's, that's strictly all on you people. So if you don't like it, don't fucking listen. Take it somewhere else. I don't know what to tell you. But some of you people out there and Joe Gallo, experiences this and i'm not even saying any names but some of you people need to fucking grow up or get a life or move the fuck on and not worry about what we're doing if you don't like camp blood radio then go fucking take a hike but never hike alone yeah yeah or or in this case hike alone or in this case do hike alone and go go fucking jump off a cliff fucking idiots jesus anyways Enough about that. Makes me sound angry on this glorious day. It really does. We need a we need a wiener joke, like right now. (laughs) 
Yeah, something like that. I'm always down for a good a good wiener talk. Uh, I do have one more shout out real quick though. Uh, let's see, and that would be, and I don't want to say it wrong, even though I'm notorious for that. Uh, let's see, it was from oh, on out to uh, let's see, EV Metal eighty one, who has sent his his uh, pleasantries. Uh, and sent me a couple messages recently, but apparently, um, let's see, Eric here, Eric has a, I guess it would be a documentary film, uh, haunted Connecticut. And apparently this is available for pre-order on the Amazons. So if you're into uh, Eric Vital, I believe V I T A L E, uh, and Tony Cadwell, Haunted Connecticut. It says the most haunted state in America. So if you're into the ghost hunters shit um, or whatever, whatever that stuff is, if, if you're into the ghost shit, then by all means, pre-order it on the Amazons because I'm sure that he would like your money so he can buy Camp Blood Radio merch. Who wouldn't? That's a fucking paycheck duty. That's what I do. That's what makes the world go round. You go buy these documentaries, you go buy stuff off the Amazons and the Etsy's and all that stuff. And, and you support the people that we talk about and then they go spend their money on camp blood radio merch. It's like a revolving door. You know, another thing, did, did I tell you how much I like the Blairstown museum, Joe Gallo? Did I ever, did I ever, ever said that? Uh, you know, maybe once or twice you've mentioned it, but can you tell me again? Certainly, I think that the lovely, adequate Jeanette, and I know you know Jeanette personally. I do. She's a sweetheart. Jeanette at the at the Blairstown Museum in Blairstown, New Jersey, home of the original Friday the 13th, the Friday the 13th Museum. I don't know if I've ever said this, so I, I'm going to have to say it again just to make sure that I've said it. She might just be the best Friday the 13th museum owner in all of the lands. Every single land that's ever landed. Anywhere ever of all time. Just such a lovely young lady. So she did, she did uh, tell me that she appreciated her birthday. uh, Well wishes too. So. Well, who wouldn't We're we're absolute gems. Absolutely. Yes, we are. But we, but we do appreciate the museum uh Jeanette we do appreciate her and everything she does for the Friday the 13th community everything she does for the Blairstown area uh like I said just had to make sure that I told you that if I hadn't already once twice or three times because that's just how great the Blairstown Museum is and how great Jeanette is Joseph and might I add she's not too bad on the eyes you may add you may add sir yes you may and I'm still Jeanette. I'm. I know you have a Camp Blood Radio shirt, young lady. I know that you have one, and I have not seen a photo of you wearing it. Hint. Hint. Come on, man. Hint. Bueller. Bueller. Same difference, Jeanette. We're waiting. Get on it now. <clears throat> I can tell you right now that I will not. I will not even. Well, I'm not going to go to the nude beach with you anyway, but you're not going to get any more stickers sent out your way until we start seeing 
seeing something, right? The listeners, all nine or 10 of them, they're counting on you. I think that sometimes people just think that we make shit up, right? Well, yes, go on. Uh, I had to get some coffee, but seriously, I think that some of these people think that we just make shit up and that's all we do. So we need some of people like the wonderful Jeanette to back up what we say, right? Correct. That, that would be nice. So anyways, uh, let's see here <clears throat> before we get into some fan film fuckery. Got a couple more things we need to chat about. And let's see. Oh, speaking of merch, dropped today, and you can go to the Instagrams and check this out as well, a new Friday the 13th Part 4 shirt and hoodie. And I know you like your hoodies because you're a little feeble man that has bad circulation. (laughs) You and know, I know that you like I'm to wear hoodies. Fucking sick of wearing hoodies. Like, oh my God, I'm done with it. Go ahead, though. Sorry. Well, you would appreciate this one because of your poor circulation issue and that you like to wear hoodies in the summertime. So, Tapes from the Crypt does have a new part for Final Chapter hoodie, and it's embroidered on the front, and then, which is just Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And then I think it has a logo down on the bottom. And then on the back, there's the hockey mask. Uh, also, and I didn't notice this at first. I just thought that it was just the hoodie only. But there's also a t-shirt and that has custom artwork on it. And are you ready for this one? Yes, sir. A final chapter hat. Fuck. No way. But here's the problem, tapes from the crypt. It's a fucking corduroy hat. Who in the fuck wears corduroy hats? I haven't seen anyone wear corduroys since 1999. Well, then you should be getting that hat. But seriously, I could understand if that was like a new thing and that's what all the cool kids were doing. But I don't see anyone wearing corduroy hats anywhere, ever. I'm just very confused right now as to why here. Here's the thing. Every time we get a decent Friday, the 13th hat, whether it's the shit from spirit or like Spencer's F Y E F Y E had a decent one a while back, like a, a new era fitted hat that was pretty good. But other than that, what do we usually get? We get those, what they call them stupid dad hats. And you probably know what I'm talking about because you have 17 kids. I have a beanie. I have a Friday the 13th beanie. But you know what I'm talking about? A dad hat. They call them dad hats. And that's, that's, I just can't stand them. They got the buckles on the back and they're usually like a, they look like they're all worn and all you smart people out there in the land of the interwebs should know what I'm talking about. And if you don't Google it, but they're not for me, not for me. I don't like those types of hats. It's almost impossible to find a decent regular style hat. And for Friday the 13th, because it's always, it's always a dad hat or it's now, now it's this one, which I would have bought. I would have bought this one, but it's some stupid fucking corduroy. And I haven't seen anyone wear corduroy since the retards used to do it back in the late nineties where they wore the pipe style fucking pants that hung over their vans or hung over their DC shoes. And they, 
they pretended like they were skateboarders, but most of them didn't even own a skateboard. You know them type of people? Yeah, I was one of them, but in the mid-2000s. You were just, yeah, you're an infant, and you were just 10 years late. I mean, but, to be fair, Nathan, well, I, don't, I don't even know what a corduroy hat is. <laughs> so you're probably not going to buy one, are you? No. Didn't think so. So tapes from the crypt. Can we please get a regular Friday the 13th hat, please? Now, please. Thank you. <clears throat> Very upset by that. Not gonna let it ruin my day though. So uh let's see here. Oh, one more, one more little shout out. Speaking of the late 90s, uh another another uh sweet young man on on the Facebook or not no, I'm sorry, on uh on the Instagrams. Got all these people messaging me and shit, uh expressing their love for Camp Blood Radio and telling me how wonderful we are. Uh horror X Wes. W-E-S, like Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit. Some of you know who that is that aren't infants. But uh, Mr. Wes here occasionally will send me a Limp Biscuit meme. And he sent me one yesterday that was pretty funny. So obviously you can't see it right now, but it was a good one. And he's obviously a Limp Biscuit fan. And his name's Wes, like Wes Borland. So, hey, you're all right in my book, Mr. Wes. I appreciate you. <clears throat> just don't be wearing those stupid fucking corduroy pants we we're just talking about. Because that, Joseph, was something that Limp Biscuit fans used to do in 1999. And you know how I know that? How? Because I was there. I will tell I had you. I a fucking red Limp Biscuit hat and like these big orange um, windbreakers. Well, I was on this significant other tour. I think I've said this before. This is a true story. November of 1999. Look it up. Peoria, Illinois. They did it. They came through the Midwest. I was at the Peoria show. November of 99. Limp Biscuit was on top of the fucking world. Uh, but it, nonetheless, I remember it very well. But back in the day, Jenkos were the thing. And those stupid pipe pants that covered your shoes. Now I didn't dress, I didn't dress like that. But there was a lot of the, you know, the the derelicts out there that did. So, anyways, there was all kinds of them at that concert. I'm sure you can imagine. And I know I've said I know I've said this before, but it's been a long time ago. But this is a real story. This this actually happened at the Limp Bizkit concert, November of '99. I don't think I really have any pictures of this because we didn't have camera phones and all that shit. But anyways, the arena that it was in, there was it was a hockey rink, and they just boarded over the top of it. So there's all these like huge sections of plywood that's covering the ice, and then the stage is obviously in the back. And this is a, a decent-sized – I mean, it's not like a, an NFL stadium or a basketball arena or anything like that, but a college basketball team plays there. I mean, it probably holds at least 15,000. So anyways, jam fucking packed. Lent Biscuits doing their thing. Everybody starts peeling up the floor. So there's these large, like – I want to say they were like eight-foot by eight-foot sections – of sturdy plywood and everybody's crowd surfing them. Well, what do you think that turned into? Well, that turned into people actually 
so the crowd's like pushing them around, but people started getting up on top of the boards and crowd surfing on top of the boards that were being crowd surfed, if that makes sense. They were surfing. On yes. The on the boards. Yes. So it was damn near like riding a surfboard while crowd surfing. How ironic, right? Right. But they were big enough to where you could have like two people stand on them. So anyways, I used to do a lot of crowd surfing back in the back in the late 90s. So I decided I was going to hop, hop up on one of these. And I did. So I, I hop up on there and I pulled up a friend of mine that was with me and him and I are up there and we're going across the crowd. We're getting right up to the front. Fred Durst is standing right there doing his thing. We get all the way up. We're just, you know, looking out across the crowd. I mean, it was, it really was like a badass moment, like something that you would not forget unless you had Alzheimer's or something like that. So anyways, we get right up to the the front where the security guys are and they're taking the boards as people are surfing them and then they're discarding them. But we get right up to the front and Rob jumps off back into the crowd. Crowd catches him, crowd surfs him away. And I'm like, shit, if I do that, but I don't, if I don't get caught and I end up just standing there, like I, I got to basically it's either that or security is going to grab me and I'm going to have to walk all the way around to the back of the line, right. Or the back of the crowd. And then I'll be lot, you know, I won't know where everybody's at and it'll just suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want security to to pull the board down and then I got to hop over and walk all the way around. And I, and it's like, you know what? I have a decision to make Joe Gallo, a very important decision to make right now in November of 1999. And that decision was, that I was going to jump from that board on top of the stage right next to Fred Durst. You believe what that? What did you do? Uh, well, I, I did what I just said. I made the decision of, well, I guess I have three choices, and I just jumped right from that board, right across security, right on to the front of the stage. And, of course, that didn't last very long because security was like, uh-uh, and then they they basically just uh, pointed, they nicely pointed for me to walk down the barricades and told me I had to get out of there. <laughs> for, sorry, sir, you're not allowed to be on stage with Limp Bizkit right now. So How unfortunate. Yes. So unfortunately for you, young man, you're going to have to go to the very back. So, I have a question, though, for you. Yeah. Do you remember what song they were playing when you were doing it? I do not. I, I, it's one of those things where when it was happening, it was like, it wasn't even real in the first place because you've got thousands of people going ape shit, Limp Biscuit standing right fucking right. I mean, I'm eye level with Fred Durst right in front of him. And I, it, and it's one of those, well, what am I going to do now moments? And it just, it felt like it happened extremely fast. And I mean, the whole thing probably lasted a matter of a couple minutes by the time we hopped up on the the board plank thing. And then by the time it got moved up to the front, I mean, it, it wasn't, it didn't take very long, but it was just one of those things where it just felt like instantaneously it was happening. And when you get right up front where security's at and the barricades and everything, and you got to remember the speakers are right there. It's extremely fucking loud. And it's just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You have like, you know. It, 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 you have pull-out time. I'm going to call it pull-out time to make a decision. And you know what happens if you make the wrong decision, Joe Gallo? Uh, I know. You should know. You got 17 of them. Yeah. Uh, 
but anyways, you got a you got a couple seconds to decide what the fuck am I gonna do right here? And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna jump right across. And like I said, <laughs> I still had to go the back of the fucking crowd, so I should have just jumped off the other way. Now that I think about it, but no, I don't remember what song was playing. I'm wanting to say that it was that it was break stuff, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So. Oh, damn. I wanted to know, but break stuff is a fun one too. Absolutely. So shout out to Mr. Wes. Um, we definitely love us some Limp Biscuit memes. That's for sure. So, oh, also one more shout out before we get into this Jason versus Sasquatch situation. Shout out to Miss Meow Michelle, who I mentioned last week. She received some Camp Blood Radio merch, as I said. And she posted some some very colorful photos on the Instagrams of those of her Camp Blood Radio merch, Joseph. I remember. Now I'm gonna say to my knowledge, she is the first person to use a Camp Blood Radio sticker as a pasty. And I um, will say, I mean I know that you've used you've used some Joseph, but you know what I mean. I do. I think she's the officially the first one to use it as a pasty, and you know what? I'm pretty sure that that's what they were intended to be used for all along, Joseph. I can't think of a better I can't think of a better reason or better way to utilize one, right? Other than to cover your entire body if you're going to the nude beach, right? Yeah, well. Yeah, for us. Something like that, but no. Uh, <clears throat> tasteful photo. She's wearing a hockey mask in the picture. You can go check it out on Instagram. Um, she's got a mask on, and Friday the 13th related. Obviously, the stickers are a hockey mask. So uh, she looked very nice. It was a very, very well-done photo. So we appreciate that, and I'm pretty sure that she is the first one, but I have a feeling – I have a feeling, Joe Gallo, that she's not going to be the last person to do that. I think she's going to start a trend. I hope so. <laughs> we can only hope, right? Would you post mine if I did it? Duh. Duh. You're the one who took a picture wearing a Camp Blood Radio shirt down on all fours on the ground looking all... What's the word I'm looking for? You you were all Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 looking, all homoerotic or whatever the word they use for those types of things. And I'll do it again. Uh, I, I know you will. I expect you to. No rush. Just whenever whenever you get around to it. All I right. My fucking hair's off the news, man. That's a small price to pay. Sometimes some, no pain, no gain. Right? Agreed. It's definitely a small price. Well, there's nothing large about our situation. I can tell you that. So, anyways, some fan film Friday talk, five minutes of Friday talk. We might even talk for 10 minutes about this. Either way, either way is fine. Voorhees, Night of the Beast, Jason versus 
Bigfoot is a fan film on the YouTubes for free. And it looks like that it was produced by Binary Entertainment, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Not non-binary, just binary entertainment. Oh well, good. I'm glad you cleared that up. Just wanted to just wanted to make sure that you knew that it was binary entertainment and not non-binary entertainment. Also, Lucid Lake Pictures attached to this film. Now I have to say, I do recall hearing some things about this, but with all the fucking bullshit fan films and all the Kickstarters, all the Indiegogos, all the fucking give me your money bullshit going on and everybody and their brother making a goddamn fan film on their iPhone. And every time you turn around, there's another one on YouTube and it's impossible to keep up with them anyway. And I got to admit, I just started tuning them out because I was sick and fucking tired of listening or hearing about all of these over the last couple of years. And I know you were too, whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, I admit it. I fucking admit it. Jesus Christ. So anyways, <clears throat> when I seen this one, it just came up. I was scrolling through YouTube because I watch clips of random shit on YouTube all the time. And it just came up on the recommended. And I was like, oh, Jason versus Bigfoot. That's what caught my mind or caught my eye. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this one a watch because worst case scenario, it's just something outside the box from all the other uh, steaming piles of cow dung that are out there in the internet world. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, if anything, it'll just be ridiculous. I was expecting it to be like a parody type film before I actually started watching it. And that's, that's not really what it was. Now I'm not saying that it wasn't like a, a ridiculous film, but I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. So st starting off, what was your first thoughts like 10 minutes into this? Were you like, yeah, this is fucking stupid or all right. All right. Um, honestly, a friend of mine recommended it to me to watch it on the, the 13th and 10 minutes into this fucking thing. I'm like, dude, this has no business being this good. Like, this is actually great. The acting is entertaining. The The story that they had going on, like, you know, the main character was a survivor from part six. Like, okay, this is actually fucking cool. I'm on board. I actually forgot that Sasquatch was in the damn movie um, until he just showed the fuck up. Well, my first thoughts were, you just said it. The acting was not super terrible like it is in basically every fan film except for a couple right most of the right. fan films are extremely terrible with the acting and i'm not saying that the original friday films were anything to get excited about with the actors either because as we all know most of them had fairly new actors um inexperienced people now not all of them were terrible actors by any means but we're just we're used to friday not being on that level in general but the fan films are usually on a whole new level of of um uh, of terribleness. Shit. Yeah. So this was, this was actually not, not as bad as I was expecting better than a lot of the fan films and, and pretty much every actor in it for that. As, as far as that goes, um, it was like, okay, not, not what I was expecting. So now with that being said, that helps it kind of be more watchable, right? 
when you don't want to gouge the eyes out of the actors immediately. Yeah, well, correct. I, I mean, it had, like it really had no business being in all the you know the uh, the survivor from part six was having PTSD and they wanted to um, cure him by going to the the Crystal Lake and I just thought it was a great story. And then you know the uh, the cherry on top was uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, so a little bit of substance with a story. I'm wanting to say this was a right around an hour long. <clears throat> we do have the Duke in this one, which obviously um, even the guy that played the Duke, he, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad either uh, for you. Jason goes to hell fans. For those of you that can tolerate that, that fucking piece, um, you'll get a kick out of the Duke character in this one, especially at the very end. There's a nice nod to Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but the whole Bigfoot thing, it, it almost is like unexpected. Like you said, you're watching it and you're like, I just kind of forgot that this was even about that or, had, or this was also a factor. And then um, <laughs> the only, there was some ridiculous things, don't get me wrong, it is kind of a roller coaster. But the FX stuff was not terrible either. <clears throat> and there was, um, there was a little, a little uh, risque, uh behavior of some young people doing what young people do out in the woods titties little little uh hanky panky going on out there and i will say that there for those of you that like wiener talk you're going to love this one correct because there's a little bit of wiener action in this movie believe it or not there is a, an unfortunate incident where there's um, some wiener injury. Unfortunately, there's some wiener injury going on. And I have to say that the whole sequence of the event, as ridiculous as it kind of was, it was like, all right, all right, something different, right? Yeah, but it still felt very Friday the 13th. It was so fun. It did too. And that's the thing is it wasn't like, so it, I almost, I'm trying to think of the movie, one of the piranha movies where the dude gets his wiener bit off. Oh, it's, it's the remake. Yeah. But I can't remember if it's, if it's piranha or the three double D one. I can't it, remember it's, if it's the it's, first or second. It's, it's piranha 3D. It's not piranha three double D, but I'm pretty sure there's a wiener in both of those newer movies. Yeah, I think you're right. It, 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 trust me, I, I fucking love Piranha. It's it's the the guy who is the porn director falls in, and the the Piranha pukes up his dick. Okay, but yeah. So, anyways, this this poor young lad gets his um gets his wiener bit off. But it it was not a malicious act. The young lady. It's not like we had a John Bobbitt situation going on here, where uh someone was was being malicious and decided they were going to remove his member. It was nothing like that. So this was, this was an an act out of, out of reaction. How about that? So we won't completely we won't completely spoil that just because the movie has only been out for basically a couple of weeks. But uh, for for you uh, for you you winger talk fans out there, you'll definitely you'll definitely appreciate that one. I'm sure. So, but yeah, it, <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like. Okay, none of the fan films, uh, definitely none of the fan films have had anything like this going on. So 
definitely a change up from the typical hack and slash that we're used to seeing. <clears throat> Let's see. I actually, um, I, I shared the freaking um, the fight scene, a small clip from the fight scene between Jason and Sasquatch. I, I, uh, I shared it on my Instagram story and I, uh, and I tagged Jason rising and never hike alone in it. And I said, now you guys got to step up your game. Yeah. At the end, you're getting a little, a little ahead here, but yes, there, there was a Jason versus Sasquatch fight scene, which obviously in the name Jason versus Bigfoot, you can expect there would be some sort of, some sort of uh, street brawl going on between those two ruffians, which does happen at the end, <clears throat> as you can imagine. So, uh, and, and that was, that was pretty lame. If I'm just being perfectly honest. I thought it was fun. I like the fact that the Sasquatch looked Rastafarian. Like, did you see, have you, did you go to their Instagram page at all? I did. I went and started looking up some stuff after the fact. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, look at, look at old Sasquatch looking like little John with the fucking like dreadlocks going on. And, uh, that was a little much for me at first. I, I did a double take and I'm like, wait a minute. Cause it was like, is that like a predator type? thing going on or is he like little john what what's what are we what are we working with here i'm gonna go with more of the little john look yeah so i could do without that i thought that was just kind of kind of lame um the fight scene was definitely lame i will say that and the dude that plays sasquatch they also have a team of sasquatch hunters which is just a a, a couple people and we won't touch much on that, um, but the the dude, it's a guy and a girl. The guy that is on the Sasquatch hunting team is the guy that plays the Sasquatch. Did you know that? Yeah, yes, I did. After the fact that I went and looked it up and figured that one out pretty quick, but I are in the movie. I already knew that guy was fucking massive. Yeah, he looks like he's a pretty sizable young man. And apparently he's an amateur wrestler or something of that sorts and maybe been in a couple other independent films. I can't think of what his name is. I should have wrote down some of these names. Shame on me. But he wasn't he wasn't bad. I mean, he did he did the Sasquatch justice, I will say that. Um that obviously is pretty important. And they they did it they did it justice. They they did. Now I will say so anyways, when you the first, like, I guess, introductions of the Sasquatch, the first couple times you see it, they they end up tranquilizing the Bigfoot and <laughs> like, oh, you're just going to. And then they, they carry it like carry him off. And it's like, oh, we're just going to take this. Uh, we're going to take Harry and the Hendersons and we're just going to carry him right on out of here. Like you would literally like, I don't think so. I don't think you're just going to do that. You're going to kind of maybe have to get a forklift or maybe a backhoe or an inloader or maybe a whole bunch more other people and possibly something with like a dump truck bed on it or like a trailer. <laughs> You're not yeah, just going to carry fucking Sasquatch, just cart him off like that. Yeah, well, They stuffed him in the trunk of the car. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I was trying to remember how they got him out of there. So, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think old Mr. Jack links is going to fit in the trunk of the car. That's, that's not going to work. So I was hysterical when they're just like, oh, this Sasquatch needs help. Let's put <laughs> he him needs in help, right? Car. 
it's almost like they thought they were doing him a favor, like, oh, we're going to get him on out of here. He needs help. There's something bad going on. The Sasquatch is in danger. Like, can you imagine coming across the fucking tiger and be like, you know what? This tiger is injured. Let's put him in the back of our car. No fucking thanks, man. Well, I mean, look what happens when you tranquilize Jason and you put him in the back of a van and you drive off like a bunch of ding-dongs. What happened? Uh, they fucking crashed and got slaughtered, eh? Didn't end up so well. Now, what happened when the Sasquatch woke up, Joe Gallo? <laughs> fucking, oh my God. He, oh, yeah, he uh, he woke up inside the cabin and just destroyed those people, right? You can't put the Sasquatch, he's not a, It's this is not a house cat. This is not, this is not a ferret or some other creature that is a domesticated companion animal this is this is a fucking bigfoot why did you bring him in the cabin you bunch of of non-smart people not a good idea imagine is bringing a silver back in here living room like this is gonna end well hello mighty joe young (laughs) oh i don't know what they were thinking but not a smart move so but hey it's 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 the movies right so um our our fellow, our, our our fellow Jason, um, they went with the part seven look, but they also had like the burnt part eight mask. For those of you that are hockey mask aficionados, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it didn't work for me. I don't know why they used that mask. It made no sense. Yeah, I thought his body was okay, but I'm like, what a funky ass mask to use. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> the costume, I mean, I'm sure they didn't want to spend too much money on that because most fan films, they try to save what they can. So, But the, the costume wasn't terrible by any means, but it was clearly a Part 7 look and Part 7 elements. And to not get overly critical here, it the one criticism that I would I would say, and I think most people would agree if you've seen it or if you watch it, you're going to be like, yeah, why did they use that mask? It just, I don't know. I think they could have made a better choice than that. I'm not a fan of the part eight situation anyway. So anything that has to do with that, that bucket of crap, bucket of New York slime. I don't, I don't want anything. (laughs) No, thanks. Not for me. All you, you uh, Jason in part eight, right? I heard that Kane Hodder was Jason in part eight. Okay, is that correct? Yes, I, it is. I heard that Kane Hodder was also Jason in part seven and that Kane Hodder was also Jason in Jason goes to hell and that Kane Hodder was also Jason in Jason X. I heard that Kane Hodder was Jason four times and Kane Hodder is the best Jason because he was Jason four times. Four and a half. If you count the games, four and a half. Kane Hodder. I'm glad we we were able to get that out there because I didn't want to. I didn't want. I want to make sure you didn't forget. Well, I had to do a double take. I maybe this could have been Kane Hodder playing this Jason. Maybe he's been Jason five times. Who knows now? Fuck no, it definitely was not. Definitely was not Kane Hodder. So, anyways, what else we got with Jason? Ah, so another thing that I thought was kind of lame was all of the hell, all of the head tilting that Jason was doing it was just too much 
every single thing that Jason does, he does the fucking head tilt. I don't know if you noticed that being a little over the top or what. Oh, yeah. You know what? I do remember that during like the um, the fight scenes, he just kept tilting his head to the side. I'm like, okay, just fucking fight the dude. The whole film. Yeah. If you go back and rewatch it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a little excessive. Oh, no. I, you know what? I did mention that a couple of times. It's, um, it was a bit much. Yep. And another thing, so that, that burnt, we'll call it the burnt part eight mask that he's wearing. That mask is kind of small. Now I know the part seven hockey mask was small too, but this other, this one is small also. And him doing the stupid head tilting thing all the time also makes the mask. You, you really see that it just doesn't look right. Yeah, no, it made you get like it was like Jason was like melting. You could see some of the uh, uh, the inside of the hood, you know, to the side sometimes. Yeah, and it just didn't vibe, didn't mesh well with the rest of the costume. So, yeah, I definitely would not have made that choice. But hey, um, oh, one of the highlights I will say, other than the girl that bites off dudes, uh, Wayner. The blonde girl. Yes. Other than her potentially being one of the highlights for obvious reasons. The other highlight of the film, I would have to say, is the old dude at the gas station. He actually was pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the highlights for me was when the Duke says, get the fuck up. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That I was, I just started roar laughing when he just slapped that girl. Oh my god! Yeah, he did. He did do some pimp slapping in there. So, but yeah, the old dude at the gas station was. Would they say that he was Crazy Ralph's cousin later on? Yeah, something like that. So apparently, Crazy Crazy Ralph's cousin works at the um, at the neighborhood gas station there at Crystal Lake. So, but he he was all right. I mean. I I was like, okay, old, old dude, old dude's working here. That the guy that played that character did did a uh, a fantastic job. So, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, other than that, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's not a terrible watch by any means. You obviously have to expect that there's going to be some silliness. There's going to be some things that are over the top. But this compared to most of the other fan films that are available right now, I would rather watch this one by far. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I remember discussing the same thing after I watched it with my, all my friends there. We just were like, well, this movie was, had no business being this entertaining. Yeah. It, um, it's one of those things where you just because of the circumstances of the fan film situation and most of them being so shitty that you just, you want to expect that this one's going to be way over the top or terrible too. And there's, there's production value behind this. Definitely. Like I said, the acting's not terrible by any means compared to what we're used to seeing. Um, the production value in general. I mean, I don't know what else this binary or non-binary entertainment place. I don't know what their resume looks like. I don't, I'm not familiar with lucid Lake pictures. I can't even name a single person right now that is behind this film. I didn't, I didn't do my homework to spout off any names. Um, but obviously you can go to YouTube or you can go to their, what's their, what's their page, Joe, look it up real quick. So we can at least, yeah, let me look it up. 
I think it's Voorhees Night of the Beast. I think that's what their Instagram handle is. Yeah, I just follow them. So just give me a second. Um, yeah, it's just their their ad is Voorhees Night of the Beast, no spaces. Okay. And I can but, say um, yeah, I can say who it was written by and stuff if you want. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Voorhees Night of the Beast is written by Jason Pitts, directed by Jason Pitts and Jason Mansfield, starring James Stokes, a pair of Jason's productions. There's a GoFundMe on here, too, and that's all they have at the top. Trying to find Sasquatch. The guy who played Sasquatch, his um, his handle... Oh, that, that's I think that's James Stokes. No, James Stokes is Jason, I believe. Yeah, James Stokes is Jason, and at Fulton World is Sasquatch. Okay. Well, you amateur, I think he's an amateur wrestler, so you you uh, fans of wrestling out there, you'll probably know who he is. So yeah. one, one more thing I do, I do want to say is the, and we'll just say it, uh, spoiler alert. So anyways, at the very end, the Sasquatch gang shows up. And it was like, okay, I have a feeling that we're going to see a part two of this. So. I hope so. We should be in it. That's the vibe that it gives, though, right? When all the Sasquatches show up. Yep. No, if. um, Yeah, I, I hope they do a part two so bad. I need it. Well, I'll tell you what, then little this those Sasquatches, they're they're evil now. They get to they get to stabbing with their pointy little claws and they uh they can do some damage. So I give Jason they'll they'll, they'll do some damage. They'll give Jason a problem for sure. That's the tagline. But I'm telling you what, if they listen to this, we want to be in the next movie. <laughs> or I do. <laughs> We just want to be like Jay and Silent Bob. We just want to stand outside of the gas station, and then when the characters leave, we're just standing there doing nothing. Yeah, you could just have the main characters call us a bunch of losers or small penis people, because that's true. Or they could just walk by, and they could do like the one-inch sign that girls always do to me. They could just do that as they walk by. They could just you know make the the one-inch sign, and then it it'll it'll kind of be it'll be real quick. So if you don't pay attention, you're, you're you wouldn't catch it anyway. But just like a little Easter egg for Camp Blood Radio, just the one inch sign as they walk by while we're standing out there eating a bag of of Cool Ranch Doritos and drinking a Mountain Dew. Yeah, and you could call us the um, the handsome gas station men, or just the losers that have nothing else to do. Or yes, or that too. Just like real life, it wouldn't be a whole lot different now, would it? Correct. Here we are now. Bunch of losers talking. And at the end, the Duke breaks the guy's finger. I'm going to spoil that one, too, because it's the nod to Jason Goes to Hell for all of you Jason Goes to Hell fans. There is a finger breaking, and it's right at the very end, and it was just like, uh, okay. All right. Dick move, though. Stop breaking people's fingers, dude. Right. I mean, it really was kind of unnecessary. But, I mean, for the ending, where the way that they just kind of clipped it there, all right, fair enough. I'm just not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Jason goes to hell 
dick rider like some of you people are. So I just I can do without the Duke character. Now, Stephen Williams in real life, Stephen Williams, I've hung out with him several times in real life. I've drank with the guy, hung out with him. He's he's awesome. Super nice guy. But the character, I can just do without that. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I would say this one gets our stamp of adequacy for sure. You could definitely, definitely, uh, I, w- I would watch this one before I watched a lot of the other things out there. Like I said, it's not going to be for everyone. There's going to be people that watch it and be like, this sucks a bag of dicks, a bag of Tommy Lee dicks. And that's fine. I'm not saying that this thing is a masterpiece or a work of art by any means. All I'm saying is that it's better than almost every single fan film out there. The production value, the acting, <clears throat> all the way across the board, it's got most fan films beat. That I will say. So for that, Joe Gallo, it gets the stamp of adequacy. Amen. Fuck yeah. All right. You know the drill. Please rate, review, subscribe, buy a shirt, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And hey, if you don't like us, don't listen, especially if you're Mark Defner. Evil lurks in the mind of a bad man. This is the end, friend. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. From the front time, yes. I am the devil. And I am here to do the devil's work. Candyman. 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 Eternal. Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. (laughs) That is better. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Some strange idea.